What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Tactical Chinwag Podcast. I am your host, Luke Jillings, aka Original Human. I am so excited to start this episode one. Here we go. This is it, guys. The Tactical Chinwag Podcast is up and running. I've been I've been wanting to do this for quite some time. I really enjoy making YouTube videos, but I really wanted to diversify my content. And with that being said, what I'm going to be doing is uploading a video of the podcast every Thursday on my channel, but also scraping that audio and putting it on all podcast platforms that you know of, iTunes, Spotify, and all that good stuff. So um, stay tuned. We've got some awesome content coming up, including interviews with some incredible people who you know, who are veterans and in the military and, and kind of big figures in the military genre industry. So uh, get very excited. We've got some people penciled in for interviews. It's going to be incredible. We're also going to be doing videos like this, where it's just me talking to the camera, talking to the mic and giving you my experience in the military. And that is what we're going to do today um, and talk about my time prior to the Royal Marine Commandos. For those of you who don't know, I spent four years in the Royal Marines. Um, It was a big part of my life. It didn't work out as well as I wanted it to. Uh, but I want to rewind behind all of that and talk about my time going into the Royal Marines and getting ready for the Royal Marines because I don't really talk about that all that much. And I have a lot of young people constantly asking me about joining the Royal Marines. You know, they'll come up to me and they'll be like, hey, I'm 14, 15. I want to be in the Royal Marines commandos. What can I do? How can I do it? So this is to you guys. This is this is my story. This is my story of how I got into the Royal Marines. So I'm going to rewind all the way back to... 13-year-old original human, uh, Luke Jillings. And um, I think I think one of the big factors in the determination, the amount of determination I had in getting to the Royal Marines was feeling like I was always the runt of the litter. Um, my father was in the Navy. He was considered quite a hero for what he did in the Falklands War. And um, when he got out, you know, time went past. He had me and my brother and... Um, he decided to volunteer at the local sea cadets, which if you don't know what the sea cadets are, if you're in America, it's kind of like scouts, um, but for military, people who want to go into the military when they're really young. You can join at 13. Uh, my brother's two years older than me. He was in the sea cadets who were joined in the same building as the marine cadets. And my dad was kind of like a volunteer there. And I would go with them, not being of the age, not being 13, not being able to sign up, but wanting to be a part. But everyone kind of considered me to be this person, this little kid that would be in the way of everyone. I was chubby. I had long hair. I had eczema. I was just a mess. And it seemed like everyone wanted to just, I was always, I felt like I was always in everyone's way. And I was always like considered to be like, I don't know, not, not really someone who's military quality, if that makes sense. So when I was 13, I signed up to the Sea Cadets. I spent some time in there. It was fun. Still, people considered me to be this young, silly kid that wasn't really taking anything seriously and that no one really trusted me in, in wanting to go into the military. Um, and I think what happened was during that time, um, I got so much crap from being young and being the run of the letter that I started to have this little bit of a spark inside me where I wanted to prove people wrong. Now, uh, when I was about 14, 15, we went on vacation like we always do to Scotland. And at this point, I knew I wanted to go into the military. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I wanted to go into the military. And um, we met some Royal Marines in the mall. And I knew what Royal Marines were because obviously I was in the Sea Cadets and we were attached to the Marine Cadets. And I remember chatting to them and I was, you know, I was this young, chubby kid, eczema all over my face, um, long hair, just a mess, and saying to them, I want to join the Royal Marines. And you could see on their faces that it was like, hey, yeah, you can join. That'd be really cool. 
but they just they were just looking at me as if to say, yeah, dream on, kid. It's just not going to happen. Um, and uh, I think that was one of many dominoes that really built this bonfire inside me that was I was pissed off at the world. I was so pissed off and I wanted to prove everybody wrong. I really did. And it started with being the runt of the litter at Sea Cadets. It transitioned to the look in the eye that them Royal Marines gave me. And it transitioned to school and a bunch of other different things. Um, and, and it just kept building up. And I was so angry as a kid. I don't know whether it was the anger that drove me um, to get that determination to join the Royal Marines or whether it was pure desire to be a Royal Marine. I think it was a blend of both of them. Um, especially when later on when I became obsessed. And I did become obsessed. It was kind of... It was kind of difficult, the amount of stuff I would have on TV all the time about the Royal Marines. My mum and dad, would, even though they're incredibly proud and incredibly supportive, they were kind of like, all right, you know, we've seen this enough now. You've watched it 50 times. Commando on the front line. We're kind of, we're kind of done with this now. Um, but it, there was things that kept pushing that, that desire and that urge and that angry kid along, um, all the way from being in school. And I remember the Royal Marines came to visit. I was actually sick that day. I wasn't able to see it. And... I remember going in the next day and being like, oh, yeah, they're, they're, that's the team I want to join. I want to be in the Royal Marines. I want to be in that court. And uh, I remember my IT teacher saying, you are not. There is no way you will be able to get in the Royal Marines. It's not going to happen. You're just not military. You know, you know, you're just not the type of person to do it. And again, it pissed me off so, so much that I was such an angry little kid that it made me want to do it even more. There was times when... I remember being fat and, and overweight and my friends on my street, shout out to, to, you know who you are. I lived on Juniper Drive. You're amazing. Nathan Ross, Scott, I love you all. You're amazing. But at the time, no one believed I would be fit. I would say to them, I'm going to go for a run around my block. And they'd be like, yeah, sure. Because I, I, that's the, the character I was. I was this unfit kid. And um, sure enough, I remember I, was, I remember inviting them for a run around Hollingworth Lake, which was near my house. And uh, I think it's like, two and a half miles long and and uh, my goal was to run around it without stopping that was my goal and um i invited them along and i think it was them wanting to see okay is he actually taking this seriously and uh i ran all the way around without stopping and beat a few of them didn't beat all of them i don't think but i beat, I beat a few of them and i think that was the first time my friends were like oh he's he's actually taking this seriously and um that little bit of gratification of okay People are starting to notice now. People are starting to notice. And um, I think this this is actually going to work. This determination is going to work. I would literally, like I would be out playing with my friends, drinking when you're young, as you do. But um, I would always go home early. I would not, I would, you know, wouldn't drink as much as they would. And I would always be like, I've got to go and train in the morning. I would run from my house three miles to the gym. I would train at the gym. And the staff there were starting to get used to me. They were like, hey, Luke's back. He's going to train. And these huge bodybuilders would help me out. And then uh, I'd run three miles back every single day, every day. And I didn't have a diet. I didn't have this crazy diet that you would expect someone to have, like, to get fit. Um, I would eat anything because I was so small and young. And I think if, I couldn't do that now. Like, I would have to eat healthy right now. But because I was so young and uh, ambitious, I think, and I was still growing, it didn't matter what I was eating. I was training so much. And... Um, Again, I would have all these people constantly doubting me. People and sea cadets doubting me, saying, you're not going to do it. You'll never be a Royal Marine. You're just not the type of person. Um, you're the runt of the litter, basically. And um, there was this one piece of, of happiness I had when um, it was near the end of my schooling. I signed up, um, and 
I, I, well, basically, I just started the signing process, signing up, and um, we had a parent-teacher like meeting, like you do every now and again. And I remember thinking, "Oh God, he's going to slate me because all I want to do is join the Royal Marines, and I've not really been concentrating on my grades." And I sat down, and this teacher was like, "Okay, it was, it was, it was known as kind of like a bit of a funny teacher, but also a bit of a uh, can be pretty mean." And I was expecting him to kind of blast me with my parents there saying he's not working hard in school because all he thinks he's going to do is get in the Royal Marines and he's not going to be able to. Um, and he actually turned around and he was very interested. He was like, so tell me about the Royal Marines. What's your plan? How are you going to do it? How's the training going? Where are you in the process? And it was so relieving to have somebody finally on my side, not including my parents because my parents were always super supportive. But outside of my home, finally have someone who turns around and is like, Oh, okay. Well, so what's what's going on? And I think, I think that helped. I think that helped a bit because it gave me that first little taste of proving people wrong and making people take me seriously. Um, all the way to the point of when I signed up. I signed up on the day I was fifteen and nine months, which is the earliest you can sign up in England. And um, I went to the careers office and I told them I want to be in the Royal Marines. I was kind of unfit at the time, and they were like, "Okay, you've got a whole year of high school left before you can even go in." Okay, because you've still got to finish high school. Um, let's spread out the the joining process with a couple of interviews and different things over that long period of time so that we can really gauge whether you're actually interested in this. Because they, again, didn't really know whether I was actually wanting to do this. They didn't really believe me. And I was like, yep, I really want to do this. And I, sure enough, over the year, I passed everything with flying colors, passed the interview, passed the training, passed everything. I trained so hard and got so fit, the eczema completely cleared up off my face. I lost all the weight. I shaved my head. I went into school with a shaved head. And the teacher was like, why have you shaved your hair? It's too short. You can't have your hair like that. I was so determined to prove people wrong. I was so angry as a kid and fed up of being the runt of the litter that it drove me forward to get my green beret. And I remember the day I got it, my parents were, my parents were always super supportive. They were always, my, obviously my dad was a, considered a hero. My mom, she knew my determination. She saw it. She saw how determined I was and she was incredibly supportive, nervous, but incredibly supportive. And I remember the day I got my green beret and I remember on the bus back from finishing the 30 miler, calling my mom and dad up and being like, I'm a Royal Marines commando. I did it. And it was a big, like, it was a big fuck you to the world. I've done it. I knew I could do it. No one believed me and I did it. And um, I broke down in tears. My parents broke down in tears. Super, super proud of me. My dad, incredibly proud. My mom was just like over the moon. And I remember going home and having a party and being like, I'm inviting my friends over. You know, I got my green beret. We had a big party. It was incredible. And people came up to me like, You've, you really did it. <laughs> you really did it. But the reason I'm telling you this story, the reason I'm doing this whole, like talking about this whole thing is I have a lot of people talking to me and asking me about joining when they're so young. And these days I'm very hesitant on it. And I'm like, actually, you're a bit young. Maybe you shouldn't. And that's not because of my time prior to the Marines. That's my time in the Marines where things didn't work out as well for me. And I can talk about that in another video. But um, when when people ask me that, when these young children, kids ask me, I want to go in the wrong Marines, what should I do? It, I felt like this force that drove me to do it was an exterior force and not an interior force. I had the desire. I, I loved the Royal Marines, everything about it. But it was the exterior force of people trying to say that I couldn't do it that really drove me forward. And I think if young kids or young adults or teenagers don't have that same drive, 
then you shouldn't necessarily be thinking about it. And also think about what that drive is. Are you doing it just to prove people wrong? Or are you doing it because you actually want to be in the Royal Marines? There's two, there's two completely different things right there. And um, you need to have a good long think about why you're doing this and what you're trying to achieve. And go from there because um, when you're young, you make irrational decisions very quickly without really thinking them through. I did a lot. And um, you need to think about it. Sit down with your parents. Let them have a talk to you about it. If they're not supportive, so be it. That might be one of the drives that makes you want to do it. But still, be be thinking about it. Be mindful and wonder why and if you're doing it for the right reasons. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I hope that helps any young people wanting to join or even people mid-20s mid, mid 20s who want to join it. Are you doing it for the right reasons? Okay. Um, don't forget, I am on Instagram and Twitter, originalhuman underscore, if you want to contact me. Uh, Twitter is usually like the best place to contact me these days because Instagram is just overflown with people. Um, so, yeah, I really hope you enjoy episode one. We've got some incredible interviews and content coming up. Stay tuned. Subscribe. Do all that good stuff. Make sure you give me a good rating on the podcast platforms because that always helps out the podcast um so yeah thank you for joining for episode one of the tactical chinwag podcast i'm so excited to get this up and running and you wouldn't believe some of the incredible people i've got coming on soon so uh definitely stay tuned turn on notifications if you're on youtube and subscribe if you're on the podca podcast platforms and i will see you in the next video everyone have a lovely day take it easy goodbye <laughs>